2: Hey everyone, welcome to week four of the Football Guys Power Grid. A lot of questions this week. Where's the value? Where's Dan Bach? Why am I hosting? And who's this black screen down in the bottom? It's Ryan Hester. For those of you who don't know, Ryan Hester was a a mainstay on this show for about two years. Two years ago, 2019. Um, And we're ready to jump into it. So happy to be here, ready to get started. Dan is on a little bit of a personal vacation type thing. He'll be back next week. John, kick us off to Vegas.
3: Yeah, Vegas, uh, interesting week this week. you got a couple teams right on top. Buffalo and Kansas City. Uh, Josh Allen won all the money last week, and uh, he gets to go up against one of the worst defenses in the league and the Houston Texans at home. They're 32 points implied team total makes uh, the Buffalo Bills really attractive this week. They're 17-point favorites. The only question there is if you're going to go with the big home favorites at the running back position, is it Devin Singletary or Zach Moss? Uh, We'll probably talk about that in the running back section. Uh, An away favorite, Kansas City uh, at Philly, my hometown. Uh, They're 31 points implied team total. And, uh, you know, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is there. Uh, this is a maybe a must-win situation for Patrick Mahomes. He's one and two uh, in, in last place in the AFC West. Could be really interesting for uh, the, the the Chiefs this week. But there's one game or a couple games that I really like this week. The Cards travel over to Los Angeles and they play the Rams. There's a 55-point implied team or yeah, not implied. That's uh, that's the Vegas total, 55 points. The Seahawks visit the Niners in an NFC West showdown. 52 points there. Devins Brown takes on the, uh, the Minnesota Vikings, 52 points there. And then, uh, of course, my Cowboys are hosting Sam Darnold and the CMC-less uh, uh, Panthers, and there's a 50.5-point total there. So a lot to like this week in terms of high-point high, uh, uh, gains. I guess the question is, where's the value? Uh, because as I was going through in my prep for today, um, maybe a little bit at the wide receiver and maybe you could take some reaches at tight, tight end. But I think uh, at least DraftKings has done a really good job pricing this week. Uh, this week four is going to be a challenge, especially for you cash game aficionados. Um, so it's going to be interesting, uh, really fun week. And uh, you know, as much as, as much as it kills me, I'd like to, uh, to, you know, offer a personal welcome to the guy from Florida. Uh, good to see you again. Um, you know, it, Anybody who's new to the show, this is the guy that used to get everything wrong before Phil was here. So, um, you know, just you know, be, work with uh, Devin and I this week if you if you don't have any compass for the, the power grid.
2: John John's all about having people make him look better. Um, so let's jump into quarterbacks, and this week is a bit challenging because the the high end quarterbacks all are in somewhat difficult matchups. You have Carson Wentz, who's likely to play. Tua, Tua is looking like he's he is out. Jacoby Brissett's taking on Indianapolis. Andy Dalton's out. Justin Fields looked horrendous, and then Lamar Jackson is something to watch because he didn't part, he didn't participate Wednesday or Thursday. And then the last time that Ryan was on this show, the Steelers were good, and that's no longer the case. Ben Roethlisberger didn't practice Wednesday, Thursday. I'm not sure that it matters all that much, but. Ryan, kick us off with who you're starting at quarterback this week. Where are you, where are uh, you going?
4: Yeah, it's tough, and, and you know, thank thank you both for the uh, for the intro. One was better than the other, uh, at least more kind. So I appreciate that, Devin. Um, but yeah, so quarterback is tough this week. Um, like you guys said, it, it's you know, there's a lot of high total games, so you, so you want to start there. But then you know, what are we going to do at the running back and receiver positions? Um, you know. If you really want to go cheap, Justin Fields was that guy last week. Um, I got to see a a good game or two out of that entire offense before I go back there again. But Jacoby Brissett had a really nice day last week. Uh, I know it was a little bit aided by overtime, but he went well over 300 yards, I believe. Uh, He ran the ball well, and he's only uh, 5,100 on DraftKings. So if that's the way you want to do it uh, and get into some of the higher-priced running backs and receivers that we're going to talk about later. That, w- that would be the low-end guy that I would go with. Um, if I had to go on the high end, you know, I, I'd be looking at um, at somebody in that, that uh, Cardinals-Rams game, whether it's Kyler Murray or Matthew Stafford. Um, you know, Murray's going to get you that rushing upside. Stafford has that 300-yard bonus. If you're playing on DraftKings, he's got a lot of high potential for that as well, especially with that backfield, you know, Daryl Henderson a little bit banged up. But um, the passing is the engine. Uh, the passing game is the engine for that offense, so that's where I'm looking if I'm going high end. But um, I, I'm real curious to see what what you guys think as well, uh, because it, it, it's either high or low. But boy, if you go high, it 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 makes it makes things tough, as John said. The the pricing is pretty tough this week. So,
3: John, yeah, what where are we think?
4: going? Or John, let's go to John, since he gets everything right.
3: <laughs> let's see, you're you're learning. It only took you four or five years to get there. The uh, the the high end option. Look, the high end guys. <clears throat> excuse me, the Patrick Mahomes, the, the Kyler Murray's and and Josh Allen's, those guys are almost too expensive this week. They're almost uh, pricing them out of, out of cash game contention. In my opinion, unless some, some massive value breaks tomorrow, uh, that being Friday um, I think you need to come down to the next tier. And and for me, that next tier is Jalen hurts going up against Kansas city. If you look at what the first three quarterbacks did against them, Baker Mayfield threw for 300 yards Lamar Jackson only threw for 240 in a touchdown, but he also ran for 107 uh, in two touchdowns. And then Justin Herbert last week threw for four touchdowns against this same team. Jalen Hurts looks to me to be fairly priced at 6,900. If I'm spending down, uh, my model's telling me to go with, uh, and and I'm not recommending this. I'm going to say it up front before you guys start putting up uh, Black Eyed Joes in the red color. Uh, my model's telling me it's Justin Fields, but I can't do it after what we saw last week. It, it, he just looks so bad against Cleveland. And in fairness to Justin Fields, Cleveland's a really good defense. And we'll talk about whether or not he's in contention for GPP play. But on the lower end, if I'm going in cash games, it's Jimmy Garoppolo going up against Seattle in that game I talked about at the top of the show, uh, 5600. Um, he's he's got some decent receivers and <clears throat> excuse me, Debo Samuel and obviously. George Kittle and there's some questions in that backfield. So I think he he fires quite a bit this week and he's only 5600 on DK. Those are my two cash game plays.
5: Yeah, that's a that's an interesting call on Jimmy Garoppolo in cash games because I had him circled for GPPs. And I guess the question is does he have the ceiling? And so far this year he doesn't. Um you know, he could certainly 3x. Uh what is he on DraftKings? I think like 5600. Yes. Yeah, so that makes sense for cash games. The question is, can he go higher? Uh, Personally, my thought is that he can. Uh, We haven't seen it so much this year, but the last time that he was healthy in 2019, he went over 30 DraftKings points in three separate games. Uh, Niners have a 27-point implied team total. They've got no running game to speak of, and I do love his pass catchers versus Seattle. We'll get to that. Um, So I think he could be sneaky because even if he is a cash game option, I don't see him uh, really attracting the crowd's attention in tournaments. Um, Besides that, for me, I think you've kind of got the roster percentages. I mean, they're going to be flat at quarterback. They usually are. But I think the the most uh, roster percentage is going to concentrate in either the upper tier where you have uh, Mahomes and you have Josh Allen. Uh, playing Houston I think people are going to want to play them Uh, and that I think is going to leave Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson in that same top tier uh, with a little bit less ownership and then I think that in that 7k range where you have Hertz, you have Dak Prescott uh, and you have Matthew Stafford I think that's going to shade Russell Wilson a little bit I think from a, a leverage standpoint um, I don't mind Wilson on the other side of that game. And the last name that I have written down here is one that Devin would throw a red-black-eyed Joe on if he still had one. And that's going to be Baker Mayfield. Um, <laughs> he says no every time I bring up his name <laughs> I mean, and I got a lot How to
2: many bad it. games does he have to have in a row?
5: So here, here's the thing. Baker Mayfield I see as in a pretty similar spot to Garoppolo. The team totals about 27. Uh, the defensive matchup is about as inviting as it gets against Minnesota, who's just been getting torched by everyone. Um, and Baker Mayfield's big games, because the Browns just don't pass a lot, they're always efficiency driven. And he does get up to 30 plus points at times. You know, it's it happened uh, in a couple of instances last year. And if you look at how efficient Joe Burrow, Kyler Murray, and Russell Wilson have been against that Minnesota defense, I think... With Odell Beckham back, if it's ever going to happen in the year 2021, uh, I think week four might be the time for Baker Mayfield.
2: Yeah, so from a cash perspective, I'm looking at Dak Prescott um, at 6,700. This Carolina defense, we were talking about it before the show, but statistically they look unbelievable. Um, But they faced Davis Mills, Zach Wilson, and John, who was the third one. Uh, Jameis Winston slash, uh, 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 Hill. Taysom, Hill.
3: Taysom Hill when they had like without, two coaches. Yeah. When they had uh, me coaching from the sideline. Yeah.
2: They, ha- they <laughs> had, they had always
3: right.
4: <laughs> well, I wasn't
2: that day. <laughs> they had the fan controlled football league or whatever that was where the fans voted on the place. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, how good is this Carolina defense because they've been terrible for a long time. Are they all of a sudden like a juggernaut? I don't think so. Um, I think Dak at 6,700 is, is simply mispriced. I do for GPPs. I'm going to go back to Sam Darnold. I do like him at 6,000 against this Dallas defense that can't stop anybody. So um, I'm really intrigued by that game. The other guy I'm going to throw out there and he might be in the Ben Roethlisberger washed territory, but that's Matt Ryan. And have you got? I mean, one of the biggest surprises of this year is this Washington secondary. They're, I think they're statistically the worst in the league. They have no pass rush to speak of. Chase Young doesn't have a sack. They have four first-round draft picks: Montez Sweat, uh, Jonathan Allen, and I forget the third, the fourth guy. But um, they they have no pressure. They're like the Titans last year, where quarterbacks just have all day to throw. It's risky, but you could stack him with uh, a Kyle Pitts and, or a Calvin Ridley. If there was ever a breakout game for this offense, it could be this week. And then both Roto-Grinders and Football Guys have Josh Allen by far as the highest rostered player. So Football Guys has him them, has them at 17%. Roto-Grinders has him at about 15% on DraftKings. What do you guys think? Well, I, I had a, a question thing.
4: about I had a question about Allen too. So that so I'm glad you brought him up. What's What's your reason to not play Allen? Is it game script because they're going to be winning by too much, or is it price too high, or maybe GPP? Is it ownership? Well, talk me from my, talk me out of him.
3: I look, they're going to score a lot of points. The question is how much of that is going to be Josh Allen and and you know. Does he, does he come out of the game you know, at, the, at the beginning of the fourth quarter? I don't know. He's $8,000, so he's got, to, he's got to get you 30-plus points, and he's got no reason to run. He can just feed Zach Moss. He can feed Devin Singletary. And, and uh, from my perspective, he's just not a, a great GPP play this week because they priced him up. He's got fan-dual pricing on DraftKings. So for, I just don't uh, – I don't think I, – I don't like him this week. Um, and, and Devin, I – I, I'm going to come back on your cash game play with Prescott. You, obviously, I, 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 Cowboys fan, so uh, take it for what it's worth. The the issue there that I have is whether or not you know the Cowboys have have given up some uh, some decent points, but they played some some pretty good teams up up until now too. They played Tampa Bay and then they played the Chargers in in weeks one and two. And last week they they ran all over the uh, the Eagles. The Eagles scored a, a BS touchdown at the end, which we know. So i think they give up only 14 points before that I, I think i think the cowboys could could run rampant over this uh over this uh carolina panthers offense this week and and maybe prescott doesn't get there um i i love i love darnold as a gpp play um and we'll talk about that later but i been cash i think it's a bit risky
2: it's fair so it sounds like just to recap the position it sounds like jimmy garoppolo in cash for john and Phil.
5: for me garoppolo is more of a uh, a tournament play um you know me i don't really play cash games but i yeah. i think if i were i think uh jalen hurts
2: would be my guy so it sounds like prescott garoppolo jalen hurts ryan did you have anybody that you were targeting
4: I, I mentioned Brissett if you really needed to go really low, but but you guys made, made more compelling cases on um, Prescott and, and
2: Hertz for me for cash. I'm fine with that. So if you if you haven't liked liked the video give us a thumbs up. Um subscribe, hit the bell, you'll get notified, all that. Um you guys know this feel, every YouTuber says it by now. We're not gonna pretend that we're professional hosts at standbox <laughs> jobs. So let's jump into the running back position. Phil, what do you got?
5: Uh, there's a, there's a lot going on here. There's a lot of moving parts, uh, because of the, the tight pricing, um, there's a, there's kind of a lot to consider in every tier. Uh, the, the guy that jumped out to the top of my list was Alvin Kamara, and I don't know how to feel about it. Uh, so I'm interested to, to get some takes on that. Uh, on one hand, uh, it's Alvin Kamara. He touched the ball 27 times last week. He got back in the end zone. And it seems like the Saints are are going to ride him. On the other hand, that Saints offense has been just so bizarre all season long uh, that you really don't know what you're getting with them from week to week. Uh, it, so I, I don't know. Home? Or is that I, just like know,
2: week two? They had no coaching and no one making well, decisions. Like week, week one week, and week three, Kamara looked great.
4: Yeah, but week one they threw five touchdowns on what, like fifteen completions? It's it, it, it's there's been some weird stuff going on. Yeah. and plus with the two yeah. quarterbacks, it's always weird. You know,
5: it yeah. it's, it's just been crazy unpredictable. And and I don't know that I like the game environment there. It's a, a forty-two point total. Uh, the the Giants have no receivers, so even though you know my my regular. Uh, kind of first look at point per dollar really jump Kamara up there. I don't know uh, if I'm going to be using him all that much. Uh, just curious, be- before I... I'll, I'll chip in a couple of other guys at the end, but um, do you guys see Kamara getting popular in tournaments or cash games this week?
3: I th- I think he's the most popular running back this week.
5: You do? Okay.
3: In, in tournaments, yeah
5: that makes him a tough, tough call, <laughs> you know, that's one of many things that that makes this week difficult. Uh, so it, it sounds to me like I'm probably gonna hedge and, and come in with like three quarters of the field on Kamara or something like that. Uh, GPPs, I've got my eye on uh, Ezekiel Elliott. I think uh, John mentioned that Dallas might be able to run on Carolina. And I think that Prescott, uh, Amari Cooper looks underpriced. Uh, And then, you know, you're going to have in that game a lot of um, roster percentage concentrate on uh, Chuba Hubbard, on DJ Moore. And it it seems like Elliott might go overlooked because people have this perception that either A, he stinks, or B, he's locked into his timeshare with, with Tony Pollard. Uh, But Elliott looked great last week against Philadelphia, and if he has a similar game where he ends up uh, the one that gets the ball near the goal line and runs a couple in, uh, he could spoil the party again for that entire Dallas passing game, which I think is going to be pretty popular. Uh, So I do like him, and then I'll give you really quickly one more super thin GPP play. It's going to be really hard to click on this name because he had two carries last week, and that's Miles Sanders, uh, who is going up against Kansas City, and certainly uh, the potential is there for him to experience a similar game script that uh, that that scripted him out of the game uh, last week against Dallas, and and that's going into Arrowhead as a big underdog. But I think it, this is a very specific play. Uh, he would be a, a run back in my Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Travis Kelsey and or Tyreek Hill stacks. Because I think if you're counting on that stack to hit, you need the game to be competitive. And I think if the game is going to be competitive, it could probably only be because Miles Sanders breaks a couple of explosive runs, which he's proven capable of doing.
2: So, so one, a, one running back that's out there, and I think he's going to be the most popular this week is Derek Henry. And the reason there, and we'll get into wide receivers in just a minute, Julio Jones and A.J. Brown are looking iffy, maybe doubtful. What are we, John, what are we doing with Henry? Well, I mean,
3: if those guys end up doubtful, you have to play him, have to play him in cash games. And he's on my cash game list, uh, independent of that. And he was the one guy, Phil asked a very specific question, and I think Kamara... At least as of Thursday night, is the most popular running back this week. That said, the one the one running back that can challenge him for that title is is Derrick Henry. Um, if <clears throat> excuse me, if however uh, AJ Brown and Julio Jones are both inactive, I predict that Derrick Henry's percent rostered is going to go north of twenty eight percent, probably hitting that thirty percent mark. And at eighty eight hundred, um, and I hate I hate fading Derrick Henry because we we've, we've seen what he can do, but I'll be fading him if he gets there. I think the probably the highest uncomfortable rostering Derrick Henry this week based on his current projections is somewhere in the neighborhood of low 20%. So if, if he gets above that, I'm gonna come
2: I'm definitely
3: gonna come lower,
2: probably in the ten to fifteen percent range. It's almost it's almost like it would be better if those wide receivers played but were hobbled. Yeah, agreed. Because the, the roster percentage would be lower. The defense still has to respect Julio and A.J. Brown. I worry 10 – I mean, how many guys are they going to put in the box? 10? If, Henry, if Henry's yeah. – the, the sad that, thing
3: is the, the guy still might run over them.
4: I mean, then, get, then he gets through the box and he scores a 75-yard touchdown. So, yeah, yeah I mean, A.J. Yeah, Brown's not going to play. I don't think, I mean, it's a hamstring, Dr. G two weeks at minimum. So I don't think he plays Julio's on one of his mystery injuries. You know, he's had the Kawhi Leonard load management, shout out to the NBA. Uh, He had that treatment last week. Um, No one really knows what's going on there. So we'll get to more kind of ripple effect of that. I think in the, in the wide receiver bargain bin section here in a couple of minutes, but um, I think you just, you have to play Henry and cash. Like how are they going to score points? He's going to get the hundred-yard bonus. They're a huge favorite against a bad team. Uh, it, it just, you know, he's super expensive, obviously. But but Phil laid out kind of reasons to play, but also not to play Alvin Kamara. And so, you know, if you just want kind of your guaranteed, you're getting what you're getting, um, floor plus a ceiling. I, Henry's that guy this week, I think.
3: I, I don't disagree with you, Ryan. But I think the the, the thing we're going to have to think about as we go through the show is telling viewers and listeners where the the value is this week And Cordero yeah,
2: patterson <laughs> well but we, you have well...
3: to the problem with quarter Patterson is you have to waste the running back position on him right um and and you really don't want to do that because where running back is concerned this week um you know who who, who are you going to run beside uh derrick henry and cash i mean i i said i i think that maybe kamara is in play um the other the other person who I'm looking at is, uh, David Montgomery against Detroit. He's 5,800. He comes out pretty high for me. Um, he's a guy that when they have a good game script, and I, I knew Phil was going to do this, Phil put up the <laughs> red black eyed Joe, for those of you on the, on the podcast, um, that when, when they have a good game script, David Montgomery is, is the guy. Um, and, and this week they are three point favorites, um, uh, going up against, um, uh of course i can't find it oh detroit uh detroit who's not done anything to really stop the run this year and um i that's as low as i want to go in cash games but uh phil give me give me the reasons why he's not a a, well you're you're you can't you're not even qualified to give me crap on a uh on a cash game play Uh, you don't like him for tournaments but go ahead
5: well, here's the deal. That game uh should just kind of be scratched off the slate in my opinion. I wouldn't be going anywhere near it with the exception of maybe DeAndre Swift and TJ Hawkinson because those are actually good players. I mean, that that offense, the Bears offense is just mired in like uh, disarray. I I'm not I'm not going near it personally. I think if you needed to pair Someone like Henry, um, who I don't particularly love, by the way, even if those other guys are out, I wonder if the offense sputters. Uh, they're on the road. Uh, the The Jets' defense is good by the numbers, and the Tennessee defense is so bad that they might be bad enough to let Zach Wilson do some things. We don't know yet. It's kind of going to be the – uh, it's going to be like the resistible force versus the movable object. We don't we don't know which way it's going to it's going to break there. Um, so I, I think if I was going in the in the uh, David Montgomery range, I think I'd rather look to Clyde edwards Hilaire a little bit cheaper, and um, I don't know that I hate Ch- uh, Chuba Hubbard at fifty nine hundred at a hundred dollars more in what should be. Uh, a game environment that's more, much more conducive to fantasy points.
4: John, you you waved the the both signs there, which usually means uh, I, you, you've got. Yeah, saying. I just
3: wanted to quickly chime in on the uh, the, the game there with DeAndre Swift. Uh, Phil Phil is um he has a secret crush on DeAndre Swift and Jonathan Taylor, <laughs> so everybody on the show should know that. And I just wanted to point out that I only have four guys as of Thursday night. By Saturday, this list matures but four guys that I'm going to fade this weekend and Deandre Swift is my only running back. So I, I not only think that's a bad call, but it's, it's a guy that um, if, if and, and Devin, what are our numbers on Deandre Swift in terms of percent rostered this week? Can you pull it up quickly? 13, Do you have 13, it? 13 and a half percent? Yeah. That's way too high. If he gets above 10%, it's too high. And I'm urging our, our uh, viewership to go below that. I think it's big, a terrible big play. big
4: news story today, where Dan Campbell said you're going to see a lot more of DeAndre Swift as well. So that that's not going to make it go down. He, bit, he
2: bit someone's knee off, apparently. Or whatever. Not, quote that Dan Campbell um, was saying his team was going to do. Um, what about Najee Harris? Haven't heard his name. I think he's cash viable, maybe.
5: Pittsburgh Here's span? why. Here's why I don't love it real quick. Uh, Deontay Johnson was a full go in practice today. And I think a lot of what you saw last week with uh, Harris being used as a pass catcher at an absurd rate uh, was them not having uh, Deontay Johnson to kind of use as an extension of the running game on those short throws. Uh, So I don't know that we're seeing 19 targets again.
4: Well, we're definitely not seeing 19. That was outlandish. But we, we probably we may not even see double digits. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster left that game early as well. He of the three and a half yard a dot so far <laughs> on the year. So um, it, that Najee Harris got a lot of targets due to game script due to two short receivers being out and um, no one else to be able to just really fill that void. So um, definitely not 19. I, I, like I would take the under on 10 targets and and they're going to be losing the game again. Um, I'm a, I'm a sad Steelers fan at this point, but, but I, I I'm not certain I want to play Harris. The price is still fine. If you're talking about running backs that are going to, that do have a chance, even a chance to get 10 targets, it's a good price, but um, I think you can do more uh, in other places there.
3: So who are the cash game plays then? Because I'm not hearing anything other Derrick, than
4: Derrick Henry.
2: Yeah. Derrick Henry at so, 8,800. Yeah. For, for me. And I haven't went yet, but I'm looking down the board a little bit. So I think if you play Derrick Henry, it, it's contingent upon what we talked about, AJ Brown and Julio both being out for GPPs. I like Derrick Henry either way, but I'm looking down the board a little bit and I just can't convince myself to play some of these wide receivers that we're going to mention here in a minute to form an actual team. Um <laughs> I mean, we, we're going to have talking, to form some team. <laughs> we're talking like Nick Westbrook and these just random guys. So I'm looking at a miles Gaskin at 5,300 going up against the Colts defense. I know, I know, I know he looked better last week. Um, I think that the no to a factor helps Gaskin helps him have more of a role in this offense. Um, David Montgomery is fine, but it's t- it, it's really tough this week. One guy that I will mention on Fanduel that I like quite a bit, um, and I'm just pulling up his price right now at eight thousand is Nick Chubb as a GPP play. I don't like him on Fanduel or on DraftKings just because he never cast- catches passes. But I think this could be a two touchdown week for Chubb. I mentioned Hunt last week as as more of a play. Um, chubb does more of the downhill running which the the vikings have had a number of linebacker issues anthony barr's been banged up eric hendricks has been hobbling around um which those are two of the better linebackers in the nfl so um i like chubb to, to rush up the middle here um quite frequently potentially could make a break a long one um but if we just go back to cash so you're you're playing
4: um miles gaskin over clyde edwards helaire for a hundred dollars more yes I would not.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm with Ryan on this one, <clears throat> but but I think what we're hearing uh, right now is that uh, cash games are tough on DraftKings this week. Um, I, I you know we have it. We're running a bit late here, and I want to make sure that we get to the GPP side of things. I'm going to list a couple guys that that come out strong for me in my my initial run of the model today. I was surprised to see Chase Edmonds comes out really highly rated for me on on my model. Um, he's had, uh, in, in increasing weeks, four catches, five catches, seven catches in an offense that uh, this week could stand its, its biggest test against the uh, the L.A. Rams in a game that I talked about at the top of the show, 55 uh, points in Vegas. Um, and, and he's looking to be on, um, I've forgotten exactly how many rosters, but it's really low. Uh, it's less than 10%. Um, other guys, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who's been talked about um, maybe in cash game contention. I think he's a GPP play this week. Um, I was really surprised, and and I'm not sure that I love it, but I'll share it for the sake of transparency. Saquon Barkley came out high in my model in that first run against the uh, the, the New Orleans Saints, as did Mike Davis, who I don't think is a good NFL running back, but his price is getting to a point where – He's starting to become GPP viable at only fifty one hundred, and I'll stop there.
2: How much last year data or historical data do you have in there for Saquon? Last year I, didn't I, play, I, but
3: yeah, I mean, last year it's it's going to be a bit skewed that way for um, you know for for this year in terms yeah. of historical data. Why? What do you, What do you want to get at here? No, I just,
4: I just don't
2: think he looks like the same player.
4: The degree. yeah, but yeah. what you, what you said about um, Phil with Jonathan Taylor, the opposite is true of Devin with Saquon Barkley. We all, I mean, two years ago I was on the show and I I, I still remember that. So, uh, he, he's a Saquon hater, which is fine. He, he's a Saquon's a twenty four yard carry, then minus one, minus two, one, two, yeah. right? That's how he averages four yards a pop, right? Devin. Yep. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That said, his usage ha- has gone up. Uh, markedly in in all three uh, games here so far. So he's back to a high market share guy at the very least
2: receivers. Do we have to, I mean, I think we do. (laughs) All right, let's break down. Let's break down the injuries. Yeah. The injuries are many. AJ Brown hamstring injury. Looks like he's going to miss Julio Jones game time decision. Deontay Johnson looks like he's going to be able to go other side of the story for Juju Smith-Schuster. Doesn't look like he's going to go maybe But, hes I mean, Deontay is definitely going to play. Um, Russell Gage looks questionable. Sterling Shepard is questionable with the hamstring. He looks kind of doubtful. Any others that we – Darius Slayton, so the entire Giants' top two receivers. I mean, this team – this is a mess. Um, And then Jamison Crowder um, is a game-time decision as well. Where are we going, guys? Help me out. Well, I mean, I, I, we, we can talk about this, but you mentioned
3: Sterling Shepard, Kenny Galladay, and Darius Slayton. Does that help or hinder the case for Saquon? Not to go back to running backs, but it is relevant to what we just talked about.
4: It can't hurt, can it?
3: Because the guy the guy caught six passes last week, um, and he's There's only 6,700. 6, I don't know. It's, um, it's an interesting thought, and obviously we'll have to monitor what happens in practice on Friday. But uh, to me... Uh, volume means, uh, it means a lot in, in GPPs. And so I I, I still like the Darius call. Um, while I've got the floor, I'm going to tell you my favorite wide receiver of the week is DJ Moore against Dallas at 6,600. Um, he's going to be a lock in cash games. Like the first person I click and for GPPs, uh, depends on how high he gets in terms of percent rostered, but it's going to have to get pretty high for me to come off of him because I have his, his uh, opportunity in terms of getting to GPP value, uh, the absolute highest on the week at 22%. So uh, he's 16. my he's my point two. Yeah, I, I'm going to be way over that if it doesn't climb, and I suspect that it will for what it's worth, because typically what happens is as the week goes on, people start to uh, to get on these guys that are that are uh, statistically more relevant. Uh, other cash game plays because I feel like I've been talking a lot and I don't want to. I don't want to hog. Uh, Debo Samuel, Amari Cooper, Robert Woods, and then if you need to go low, uh, the guy I like in cash this week is Darnell Mooney at 3900 against
2: Detroit. listen,
4: it's I mean, it's ugly out there, right? Um, I
2: mean, yeah, I, I can't do Mooney, but. I don't want any part of this Bears passing offense. If I'm going to go low, it's probably a Tennessee receiver. And Come then the deci- on. I feel safer with Chester Rogers. <laughs> first time anyone's ever said that. <laughs> like,
3: <laughs> that's the first time that's ever been said by human beings. Yeah. I mean.
4: So- but in all seriousness, did, what about the usage last week? I know it was mid-game. AJ Brown got hurt, but Nick Westbrook-Ikene—is that how we pronounce his name? You're a Big Ten guy, Indiana, right, Devin?
2: Yeah, Indiana. Seventy-eight he was
4: just percent of snaps. Westbrook at Indiana, I
2: think. So.
4: Oh well, he's hyphenated now, so he's got that going for him. Seventy-eight um, percent of snaps and ran a route on eighty-one percent of dropbacks. So that, that's that's pretty good. Better than Chester Rogers.
2: Yeah, but I mean, how much does that matter, right? So some in game in game i mean look 3300 versus what's westbrook 3200 yeah you could play either one of these guys and just hope that they catch four passes and that's how you fill fill out a lineup i think that they're both in play i just (laughs) i don't know i I, I, (laughs) i look back at the indianapolis days and I think that there's more there for Chester Rogers. He's more of a veteran than Nick Westbrook. So um, I'm going that way as of now, but my God, is it scary? Um, Devonti, have cash,
3: let's have cash game plays because I, you yeah. know, a lot yeah. of scariness. Let's, you got to take a stand here. I'm let's, taking you know.
2: Chester Rogers as of Thursday night. If right. AJ Brown and Julio <laughs> Jones... <laughs> are both out, and the weather is okay. And <laughs> <laughs> let's cap, let's caveat this every possible way. And,
4: and your Sunday morning coffee tastes right, and all yeah, that. Yeah, right? like okay.
2: yeah. Um, going down the board just a little bit. Jalen Waddle's interesting at forty nine hundred for a cash game play. Um, yeah, I like this offense. I'll, you know, you say I'm a Saquon hater. I'm also a Tua two, two hater. Uh, Jalen Waddle caught 12 passes last week and first round pick. I thought he was the best wide receiver coming out of this class. Um, didn't play last year because of an ankle injury, but Toro Ohio was stayed up in the national championship game. So I really like Jalen Waddle. I think his price at 4,900 is simply too low. Robert Woods 53. I don't know if we can do it, but the price is like, this is one of those like sucker plays that I'm going to be the sucker. And the guy has not been good this year. At all, but at some point, Cooper Cup's regression is coming. He's not going to break every NFL record. He's not going to be the number one overall, and not just wide receiver. Overall, he has more fantasy points than Patrick Mahomes right now, which is crazy. Um, So there's going to have to be a second guy that's going to stand up. Van Jefferson's caught a few long touchdown passes that have been a little fluky. Then the last guy I'll throw out there for cash is Amari Cooper. Uh, Six thousand is just too good of a price. I talked about playing Dak earlier. I understand the concerns about potentially being a blowout, but they're going to have to score points to get there. So, um, for me, it's Chester Rogers, Amari Cooper, Jalen Waddle, and Robert Woods um, as a I, GPP play. Go finish cash, and then let's jump into GPP. Yeah,
4: I've got I've got one more to add. If if Robert Woods isn't your your cup of tea for whatever reason, a hundred dollars more. Uh, Michael Pittman uh, from Indy at Miami, 32% and 35% of Indy's targets the last two weeks. Uh, if he had scored one touchdown, let alone two with that usage, um, I think he'd be priced higher and more popular. And um, just a shout out to the site here, uh, Adam Harstead w- writes a article called Regression Alert, uh, which did mention Pittman and a number of other receivers. Uh, in in terms of yards per touchdown ratio. So Pittman is is due for some touchdowns based on uh, that metric, according to Adam. And um, so if you want, you know, you're not going to get over 30% of a team's targets for 5,400 very often. So just wanted to throw him out there.
5: Yep, really like the call there. Um, I I don't know. You guys could go ahead and and bet uh, on Cooper Cup regression. Uh, I'm not going to be doing that. Uh, his his price has climbed, I guess, to the point where now it's worth a conversation. He's not as uh, glaringly mispriced as he was. Uh, but I mean that Sean McVay, Matthew Stafford offense is humming. Uh, Stafford leads the league with 10.8 adjusted net yards per attempt. And he is targeting cup all over the field. Uh, it, it's been unstoppable. And I don't see anyone on Arizona who could cover uh, Cooper cup. So I'm, I'm going back to the well one more time. I think I'm going to have a lot of Cooper cup again uh, until he proves me wrong. And um I'm getting a little nervous because some of the guys that I hear you guys mentioning for cash I really like in tournaments, and that's never a good sign. Um, I think that Jalen Waddell uh, has a ceiling that he hasn't shown yet, right? The guy is uh, electric with the ball in his hands, and it seemed pretty clear to me that um, without their starting quarterback, the plan in Miami to manufacture offense was let's get the ball to Jalen Waddle and, and hope he could do something with it. Uh, and that was despite Will Fuller coming back. So, I like the idea of him again. I think it's a, another high volume situation, and if he is able to to break a long run, and that Indianapolis secondary is is pretty bad. I think they've allowed the uh, the sixth most PPR points to enemy wide receivers. Uh, I like Waddle's chances at forty nine hundred, and then uh, one of John's cash game plays Debo Samuel. Uh, That's who I wanted to stack alongside Jimmy Garoppolo in tournaments. My thinking was that uh, at 5,900, maybe more people are going to be looking to play George Kittle uh, if they're either doing a Seattle stack and looking to run it back or if they are looking for pieces of the San Francisco offense. Uh, But Debo Samuel, very quietly, uh, a 35% market share of the targets over there in San Francisco. Uh, That's fourth in the league. And uh, Seattle secondary has allowed 100-plus yards to opposing wide receiver ones in consecutive games. Justin Jefferson killed them after the catch last week, and that's Debo's specialty. Um, I like Debo. I like uh, Brandon Ayuk, who was back to a full-time role uh, in that matchup. And other than that, uh, that, that's about all I got on the list. I, I do agree with the DJ Moore chalk. I think that's a, a really good call, too.
2: Yeah, I think that DJ Moore is going to be... Probably the most popular play, as he should be, both in cash and GPPs. Um, John, what do you got?
3: Yeah, just real quick. I think I think you guys hit a lot of the great, uh, the better plays. Uh, I wanted to touch base with you real quick, Devin. On um, you know, I, I was looking at updating my model a bit earlier. Uh, this is prior before your prior to your numbers coming up on uh, on percent rostered. And I'm curious where you have the Seattle wide receivers in terms of percent rostered this week.
2: So Metcalf, I have at eight Lockett, I have at six. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, that's,
3: that's going to be the play of the week if they go off at less than 10%. Both of those players are tremendous value at less than 10%. Um, I, I love, I love them combined with, uh, of course, Russell Wilson, which I've talked about multiple times on the show. Uh, my, my exposure to wide receivers drives my exposure to quarterbacks and GPPs. And um, that's a tremendous play in a game that, that could just literally go back and forth against San Francisco. Uh, I know Phil likes that game as well. Um, multiple ways to stack that one up. And, um, you know, as a secondary stack, and I'll, I'll stop here on GPPs, it's a secondary stack. So you've got your you've got your primary stacks, and maybe it is that game we just talked about. Maybe it's Russell Wilson double stacked with his receivers and you run it back with Debo Samuel. Um, as a secondary stack, uh, we talked about Tennessee and and some of the cheap receivers there or Derrick Henry. Um, I'm going to give you an off-the-wall selection here in Braxton Barrios. It's um for the jets week one he had five catches for 51 yards week two he had seven for 73. there's nobody there to catch the ball um and he's thirty-seven hundred. nobody's gonna have him and he comes up really high in my model this week so um he's my kind of off the wall uh, most obscure play of the week for gpps and millie maker type tournaments
2: phil any other guys that you want to mention i think i'm good
4: ryan um i guess just we we talked a lot about carolina dallas but nobody mentioned cd lamb so uh, maybe maybe more gpp because the for for 100 lower you've got dj Moore, and for 700 lower you got amari cooper but for all the talk we did about carolina pre-show and in show here they did allow five catches 92 yards and two touchdowns to Corey davis and uh nine catches and 112 yards to brandon cooks who was being thrown passes from davis mills so there's some meat on the bone there. Um, I, I don't know. You know, I'm not the GPP expert. I don't claim to be. I don't know what um, what his roster ship will look like. But um, if everybody's on Cooper instead, Lamb's the guy that's getting deep. I think so. Yeah, I think it's
2: a, it's about half the half the roster percentage. I have I have Amari at 21 right now, and I have uh, CD Lamb at nine. So it's go. it's a significant discount. And there's recency bias there too, right? So sure. if Lamb looked gr- good in week one and two, struggled last week, and Cooper, tro- uh, yeah, tro- I little. mean he was he
4: was one in- Lamb was one inch from a touchdown, forty five yard touchdown on that first drive too. So um, yeah, one happen, la-
2: yeah. one last name I'll throw out there for GPPs, and then let's do a quick recap because we've thrown a a lot of names out there. Chase Claypool looked really good last week, um, and with Juju banged up, I think Deontay Johnson's banged up. He had what nine for ninety six Ryan something like yeah, that. Yeah, he
4: did. He, he he looked like he was fighting a little something too though in terms of a hamstring or or, or what. But but I mean, my, my bigger concern with him is just will Ben Roethlisberger hold onto the ball for longer than a second and a half to throw it deep enough to him. But
2: mm-hmm. turnovers maybe. lead turnovers lead to the quarterback getting the ball back faster. There you go. And, and
3: Phil always <laughs> likes to talk about uh, Green Bay's secondary and uh, what they do to the number one receiver on the other side
2: yeah
5: yeah not not to mention i mean claypool put up those numbers last week on 15 targets i I think that tells you everything that you need to know if he couldn't get it past uh 100 yards
2: yeah
4: well well and and adam's article the regression alert article mentions claypool there too as as maybe due for some positive touchdown regression so
2: i mean he's six Um, five at some point they have to get him the ball but who knows um Okay, so let's recap this really quickly. So it sounds like unanimous is DJ Moore. Um, John, it sounds like you like Debo Samuel and cash. Yep. Amari, Cooper. You like? Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper, Robert Woods, and uh, Darnell Mooney on the lower side. So we're, we're aligned to DJ Moore, Amari Cooper, Robert Woods. I like Chester Rogers and Jalen Waddell, although Chester Rogers, I, I don't know. If you have to, if you have to do it, do it. Um, but I don't feel good about it. Clearly, in the in the tone of my voice. Um, but it's either play pay down. I mean, roster construction. You really have three choices this week. If you're going with Derrick Henry, you're either going to fund that. You have to go with like a Jacoby Brissett or Jimmy Garoppolo, or you have to pay way down at tight end. It, there's not really a a great way to do it this week. Um, so that transitions into the tight ends. Um, I've Ryan got one. Microsoft. I've got
4: one way you can do it. Um, I noticed today that uh, Gerald Everett popped up on the COVID list, so Will Disley's twenty six hundred and should be playing ne- nearly every snap. Um, I, look, I know, I know, but what's two point six times three? It's not a lot so this is
2: why you haven't been on the show for two years (laughs) you you you, you said you wanted to pay down tight
4: end so so prior so prior to will disley i mean i've got more more uninspiring plays where that came from um (laughs) there's a lot of junk tight ends and like and one of them will hit right at least in terms of like getting 10 to 12 points um we mentioned all the tennessee receivers being hurt anthony ferkser is coming back he's 3100 we mentioned all the giants receivers being hurt evan Ingram you know, at least used to be pretty athletic. He's 3000. Um, Mike is 4,000. He saw 28% of Jacoby Brissett's targets last week for Miami. So th- these are guys that are not crazy expensive. And, and I don't think we can say crazy expensive guys in cash because of everything we've done in the prior sections, especially being the guy that said Derek Henry earlier. I'm not going to be the guy that says Derek Henry, Cooper cup and Travis Kelsey. I won't be that guy. I so mean,
2: <laughs> the comment section will love you. They're gonna hate the Chester Rogers pick. That's okay. Well, that's, that's more. That's more just a you me thing than the pick itself. I, I gotcha. Think. So tight ends. I just want to go. This is laughable, but this just tells everyone where the the rosters are going this week. Roster percentages on football guys. Dalton Schultz twelve point seven percent, number one. Evan Ingram second eleven point two. Firkser eight point eight. Then we have Kelsey. Then we have Jack Doyle. Like this is an absolute See? train wreck of a position and Roto grinders has very similar numbers. <clears throat> I think they have, uh, Kyle Pitts up there, um, ahead of Jack Doyle, but like, this is a disaster. John, figure this out for me, please.
3: I don't know that I can't figure it out, but I, but I do think that there's some real value there based on what you said in GPPs, um, at, at tight end it's the most it's the most volatile position outside of kicker but we don't have to play kicker at least for the last three or four years in DFS um, and because of that I you know I'm always a big fan of, of playing somebody who is uh, extremely low priced at the position unless there's extreme value and then you can go up to a guy like Travis Kelsey who's you know destined for a hundred yards basically every week um, this week they are there's not that type of value. Um, I don't know, Ryan. You, you you might have talked me into thinking about your uh, your twenty six hundred dollar tight end. As, as as painful as it is, if it allows me to get the less volatile guys like Derrick Henry and um, you know uh, Hertz and so forth, some of those more expensive guys, I might consider it. Now I, I'll tell you who I have in my in my notes here: George Kittle at 5900 He's basically a wide receiver one in in uh, a tight ends position, and uh, he's going up against Seattle uh, in a game that we're pretty certain. I think we one thing we agree on is this game should be high scoring. Um, if he were a wide receiver, you'd pay probably a thousand more for him. Uh, and and the question is whether or not you can fit him into your roster, which is you know a different story entirely. Uh, the other guy who is a bit cheaper. Noah Fant against Baltimore, forty-three hundred. Uh, Denver's losing receivers left and right. So they lost uh, uh, Jerry Judy, yeah, Jerry Ju- Jerry Judy, and then last week uh, KJ Hamler. So they're stuck with like Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton, who's who's really carrying the load. But but Fant is still there, and he's only forty-three hundred. So he's the guy that I that I would pay down for in cash games. Although I may consider Ryan's recommendation, even though uh, you know the slack that Devin had given him about being away for two years.
4: Hey, listen, it, it doesn't have to feel good. It just has to fit in the lineup. And and I think, I think, but, but right. I mean, you, people say it all the time. Like the weeks where it doesn't feel good is, is probably the weeks where like the people that do the most research do better.
3: Right. I mean, if well, this it is, feels,
4: if, if your lineup just fits right in, so does everyone else's right. Whether it's cash or GPP. Yeah. So
3: Devin, Devin called it though. I mean, and I think it's a really important point to point out at this at this juncture in the show, with those percent rostered projections that you've just called out. With those terrible, terrible. I mean, who were they, Devin? I mean, Ferkser,
2: Schultz, uh, Schultz, Schultz, Ingram, Schultz, Ingram Furkser, Kelsey, Doyle,
4: Schultz, H- Shultz, Higby, Pitts. Schultz isn't even the most athletic tight end on his own team.
2: No, and he's he, been and good he's, though. I, mean, I know, but but still. 80 <laughs> was, yards and two touchdowns last week is driving it up at 34 3400. I think yeah. less routes that's the than way Blake I'm,
3: Jarwin. What? Yeah. he's running less routes? Yeah. It,
5: let, let me let me chime in uh, with my tight end thoughts on that note because I think if you're playing Dalton Schultz this week, uh, you're you're absolutely doing it wrong. You're banking on uh, touchdowns, right? And do you really want to bank on touchdowns when the guy is? in a timeshare at his own position when he's in the same offense as Ezekiel Elliott, uh, Amari Cooper and CD lamb, uh, seems to me like that's probably not the the way to go. Um, I, I would personally, I'll be forgetting about Dalton Schultz if he happens to be in the top three or five, uh, tight ends when it comes to roster percentage i don't hate the call on on will disley uh at 2600 especially given the way that roster construction breaks down uh russell wilson throws to his tight ends he he likes will disley he's he's shown a, a, an affinity uh to throw in, to him before the, the problem with will disley is that he was like never athletic and then he tore his achilles and then he came back from his torn achilles where he was even less athletic uh, and then he <laughs> tore his, like, ACL and PCL at the same time. And now I'm, I'm not even sure if the guy could even run. I, I haven't really been watching Seattle. This is talk. <laughs> but 2,600 and all the snaps, uh, I, I think you could probably squeeze that into cash games. Um, I wonder, given how terrible, how truly, truly awful this position is this week, if Travis Kelsey isn't the the way to go in tournaments, you know, he'll... He'll attract the crowd like he always does, uh as a, a one-off play here and there or in chief stacks. But I think just playing an eighty one hundred dollar tight end this week is gonna set you building your roster in a really unique way. Um and I think the gap between him and the next closest tight end might be so significant that you need him to win. Uh so I I like the idea of going with uh with Travis Kelsey this week. Uh I guess maybe you could go back to T.J. Hawkinson, but he's a little expensive. I think he uh, he won't command much roster percentage because people got burned last week. He was he surprised me. He was in 29 percent of um, millie maker lineups in in week three, which was about twice as many as I had him pegged for, and I paid the price for that. Um, I don't know. Maybe Tyler Higby as leverage off of Cooper Cup. I'll, I'll borrow a term since this is also playing uh, for the Roto Grinders audience. Uh, I'll borrow a term from Jordan Cooper, uh, Blenderhead, who likes to say, just, just play whoever you want. And, and that's, that's almost how I feel about the tight end position this week. But I, I do think that, um, that Kelsey is interesting from a game theory
2: perspective. So two things real quick. So all of this talk is DraftKings specific that we've talked about for the tight end position on FanDuel. Do not play one of these crap tight ends. The savings savings that you're getting on FanDuel is not nearly enough. George Kittle is 6,700 compared to like Dalton Schultz. Not a great example, but those, those tight ends are 5,500. So you're only saving like $1,200. You can find 1,200 on FanDuel pretty easily. Do not play this low end garbage that we're talking about on FanDuel. Um for cash this week, I'm probably going Evan Ingram and it like hurts my soul um, to do that. But with no Slayton Galladay's banged up and who's the third guy there? Shepherd. Shepherd. It looks like he's not gonna go. If those guys are, if two of those three are out, I think they're going to have to throw the ball to Evan Ingram if if not, I'm probably going Jack Doyle over will Disley. I just can't get behind will Disley in in a cash game environment at all um, but that's sort of enough talk about tight ends. Let's Definitely. jump into de- let's jump into defenses. Where are we going? Dallas Alliance. versus Carolina in cash
3: Dallas versus Carolina 2600. Sam Darnold. I mean, who did we team up against? I mean, for the past two years, we we went up against Sam Darnold, and all of a sudden he plays for Carolina in the three and zero, and we're we're crowning this guy as
2: the uh, you know, he doesn't see ghosts anymore, John. Oh, uh, of course,
3: but I don't
4: think anyone's crowning him. I, he, at least Adam Gase isn't calling his plays anymore. But he, he's he's not he's not an All Pro quarterback. I, I think. That's, and,
3: and the Cowboys are earning twenty six hundred. You need to save. You need to save at this. I mean, I, I talked about volatility. It's. Uh, you know, defense is certainly the most volatile. Uh, Dallas is the the cash game defense for me. And as far as uh, GPPs, I like the Falcons against Washington. Um, and Taylor Heineken. Heineke. Heineke, yeah. Did I say it right the first time? Because I don't do that. often. I think often.
4: you did Heineke. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, kind of like the beer Heineken.
5: Why wouldn't you spend four hundred less than the Cowboys and play the Lions against the Bears?
3: Because I don't think that Justin Fields as as bad as he showed last week. No. he was bad last week, and I and I said that at the top of the show. But I think, I, I think the uh, the Browns are a good defense. I'm not so sure that the Lions are. The Lions don't the have
2: Jadavian Clowney and Miles Garrett coming off of yep. both ends. Yep. Fair
5: enough. But do you trust Matt Nagy to make the adjustments that he needs to make coming into this game for so Justin I wa- Fields?
2: I watched the game and then I watched. I was at the, the Bears game the week before. When Fields has time, he looks okay. The problem is against the Browns, he had about a second, maybe. It was like a turnstile. I mean, they, they couldn't block Miles Garrett to save their life. I think he had five sacks in that game. Um, Detroit is no one close to that level I think that he's gonna have a little bit more time I think they're gonna check it down to Montgomery I think they're gonna they're gonna move the ball a little bit better another week in the system I tend to th- agree with John that I I think in a GPP setting Detroit's fine um, but Detroit has their issues too right Jeff boot is out for the year their corners are, are pretty atrocious. I don't know the other, the other defense I'm looking at, um, they've been a little better than I think people have given them credit for, but at minimum price, the jets are, are decent against Tennessee. Um, and the theory there is realistically, if Brown and Julio are out and they can shut down Henry, they could shut down this offense pretty easily. So it's, it's a nice leverage play. If you're not going to play Henry.
4: Yep. How about, um, one that might be more of a tournament play because of price and situation. Um, or it might just be that I'm really down on my favorite team, but, uh, Green Bay for 3,300 home hosting the Steelers. Um, it, it, I referenced earlier, the Ben Roethlisberger doesn't hold on to it for, for a long time. So, so they might not get sacked a lot there. Um, but you know, at a certain point, Green Bay is going to get ahead. Pittsburgh can't score with them. Um, and, and he's going to have to try to make plays. And the guy, I mean, he's, he's a boulder back there at this point. He's not the extend the play Ben anymore. Um, and so, you know, maybe he throws a couple picks and it, like either the Steelers surprise everybody and win that game or they just get blown out. I, I don't know. I almost don't see any, any kind of middle ground there uh, again. Maybe that's just a pessimistic fan talk, but I, I green Bay jumped out at me for that reason.
5: I'll buy that. And I I think that um, along the same lines of of paying up to be contrarian, uh, the Bills are like 200 point favorites against the Texans this week. And and David Mills, Uh, they're at home. I mean, I don't see a way that that does not end very badly for the Texans. And and given the way that roster construction breaks down this week, nobody wants to pay forty three hundred for a defense. Um, so that, that could really be a gift if you could get creative and, um, you know, build some upside and correlation into your lineups around the Bills.
2: Okay, well, thanks, everyone. Uh, do we want to have any special thoughts, any, any tournament thinking here? John, go ahead.
3: Uh, I'm, I'm breaking up, so I'm hoping that everybody can hear me. But you absolutely mm-hmm. must look at Yahoo again this week. Uh, the first $3,000 I'm putting into play in week four is going to be on Yahoo. They've got the NFL $1 million baller with $250,000 of overlay uh, in this tournament. It's a $20 buy-in, and you and I'm going to mass multi-entry, 150 entries. In fact, I, I'm going to call my shot. I think I'm going to win this tournament this week. So you're probably playing for second place, but it's still a pretty good investment of your dollars um get over there and and get into to yahoo it's half point ppr um it just i mean every other place you're paying 10 percent of your money to the house and they're actually giving you in this case 25 percent of their money to play at their site and if you're not doing this and you're a low dollar player then you're throwing money away quite literally
2: Somebody's got to be John, so everybody
4: play that contest. <laughs> just <laughs> it, he just called his shot, guys. He just called his shot. Well, all now, right, Ronnie, get us out of here. All right, well, we'll, we'll skip the uh, GPP advice tonight because you guys got plenty here in the show, and we're well over an hour of goodness for you. So uh, please make sure you go check out footballguys.com, and all of Roto our DFS Grinders. content, all of our – sorry, Devin? And rotogrinders. And rotogrinders.com. Uh, football guys, all of our DFS and all of our season-long content. Uh, is sharp and is great and and there's probably too much to consume in any given week uh so check out the names you see on the screen here uh, as for the the authors you want to check and another shout out to ryan zamachelli who writes trend spotting which is the article i used to write uh it's still quite good it's it's definitely a lot better than when i used to write it too so check that one out uh so on behalf of devin Knotts, phil alexander and john lee i'm ryan hester signing off thanks for joining and thanks for being a football guy